I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, and Andy, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs. Your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you actually saw it? No. <laughs> Just her shoulder against it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Got him a little oh, excited. imagine like a listener just stumbling upon Footy Prime at this point, because you know we, we'd never start the podcast mid-conversation, would we? JC, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. We started the podcast already. <laughs> no, that'd be quite the story. Quite the story. Um, so yeah, we're all here, apart from Wonger. So that's Amy Walsh, that's Craig Forrest, Jimmy Brennan, Jeff Cole, James Sharman here. Wonger's back on Monday, as you may have uh, seen on Twitter. His his mum passed away earlier this week. Um, and Wonger, as usual, is dealing with his usual brilliant perspective and wicked sense of humor. So we're going to honor Astrid today by, by taking a good look, look into Wonger's mail sack later on ourselves. He's not here to, to delve into it, but we will be looking into Wonger's mail sack ourselves and pull out some Produced of the best. Produced by his mom. Yes. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, you guys are going to hell. <laughs> You're going to hell. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fine. Wonga gets it. But yeah, we've got some great questions from the work. listeners. What we was love that? you, Wonger. Not his finest, her finest work, but. <laughs> no. How, no. How would you know? <laughs> My God. <laughs> oh, I, I, I have actually, unfortunately, I've seen Wonger's sack. Oh, have okay. you? Really? Well, we were on holiday together. Oh. Like, well, it doesn't mean you get to see him naked. Well, I mean, you know, occasionally. Not on your forehead, was it? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get a tea bag. <laughs> the old tea no, bag. No wonder with my eyesight, it was all blurry. <laughs> <laughs> 
When was the last time you uh, witnessed or experienced a, a teabag? Who, me? Anyone. <laughs> I mean, oh, like, there's a certain time in your life when your idiot friends are idiots and you pass out parties and things are done with cameras. Yeah, you just wake up with a sack on your forehead. There's a reason why you wake up and, and feel like a sack of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Wonga, yeah, we love you, and we we look forward. Cause, I mean, Wonga would definitely know the exact date that he last <laughs> experienced or witnessed uh, a tea bagging. We know that, and I'm sure he'll he'll get to it for us uh, on Monday's <laughs> podcast. By the way, um, a few weeks ago, uh, we put out a poll on on Twitter about our next logo for Footy Prime, and we got you all to vote, and on Instagram as well. And, and we haven't forgotten about it. We did forget about it. <laughs> But we're going to revisit that next week when Wong is here, probably next Friday when we're whole gangs here, and we will announce the, the winner of the new Footy Prime logo. We have our favorites, so there could be some manipulation of the votes, which might look very similar to the current logo. <laughs> we're going to see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, I might actually open that poll up again for a few days so you can get some more votes in. Um, so check it out on Twitter and Instagram, and also maybe on, on Threads. How are we enjoying Threads, everyone? Do we know We're what Threads not. is? We're not. I'm not doing it. You're I not refuse. doing it. You're not on there. No, too many platforms. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait until everyone's sort of. It's been an exodus over to Threads. Everyone will come back eventually. Seems that way, right? Is that yeah. like the voice of experience there, Amy? With. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Yeah. No, no, it's the voice of somebody who's who's lazy. It's the voice of sloth. I don't want to do the work. Yeah, I don't blame you. It is weird. I, I open up my Threads account. I haven't done anything on it really. Um, it's very. It's, it's basically Twitter without as much hate. That's that's what I've noticed so far. Well, it sounds. But the hate will come at some point. I think the uh, benefit uh, to them is that when you sign up there, you can put all your followers or that were on Instagram and then, you know put them on your uh, Threads account. Yeah. Not that I, I hammered away at Instagram all that much, but. That's my, me neither. That's, I haven't got very many Instagram followers because I don't really go on there very often. Um, yeah. I, I just read recently, uh, just now before coming on, that apparently Elon Musk is, is looking to take Meta to court over this. So watch out. Lots of fun there. Let's not talk oh, yeah. about it anymore. No. Um, I, I did also read while perusing Twitter, not threads, I must admit, before coming here, that there's strong rumors that Andres Iniesta, at 39 years of age, might join Leo Messi and Sergio Busquets and maybe Jordi Alba at Inter Miami. Um, it's beginning to look like a bit of a circus with a bunch of people that don't quite understand MLS, doesn't it? Sounds like an old man's pickup game. Yeah. Is Inter going to play five aside? <laughs> and nobody's ever mentioned in the media that Miami are actually in last place, aren't they, on the East? So at the moment, until they... So, yeah, second, oh, yeah they're, they're like second worst in the league. Even worse than yeah. TFC. Yeah. Hard but in believe. that league, you don't have to finish top to win the league. They're just going to hope to get into the playoffs with this, this group. But yeah, it's... I mean, I listen, it hasn't been... It's just rumors, but... Man, if they're really trying to reunite that Barcelona team, that's great if it was 2012. But MLS is a pretty physical athletic league. Yeah. It doesn't really generally work too well for old geezers, does it? No. Well, it'll be interesting to see them running that humid Miami heat. 
good point. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't. I just wonder how they're going to get all their money back for all this as well. Because Miami is a tough sell anyway. At the best of times, even any sports team, Florida has never been great. I know it's all about just getting kind of notoriety, building yeah. the brand. They don't, I mean, they care about winning, but I mean, getting these guys, you're going to get a lot of eyeballs in that team, aren't you? This is a bit yeah. of a shame yeah. because it should be about winning, but maybe that's secondary. Yeah, but when well, you, it's not like, about Craig, losing, that's for sure. Craig's right too. The Miami's such a tough market. When you watch the Heat when they're in season, stadium's empty. The Dolphins, mm-hmm. not many people are out. You can always so get a ticket. Mind you, the Dolphins only play about 16 games a year. I think the appeal, though, of, of Miami to, to to foreigners is is not the negative. It's the positive. It's it's the buzz. It's the city. It's the vibe. And and to your point, Sharms, I think they are more about building that brand. So for mm-hmm. for them, I don't think there's a downside to attracting these stars, even though they're aging and past their prime. I think it's more about the eyeballs. It's more about the brand. It's more about getting the celebrities involved um and they worry about results after yeah and that uh trip down to argentina direct south lots of uh south americans in miami yeah lifestyle for Messi, obviously probably lost a couple hundred million by not going to saudi but how much money do you need (laughs) well that's the question right i mean guys jump into saudi arabia for obscene amounts of money they can make hundreds of millions elsewhere as well but they choose to go there i guess money does count a lot, right? And, and you always need more money, I suppose, no matter how much you have. Yeah, greed's part. Of well, if you go to Saudi Arabia when you retire, you can you can buy a football club like a big one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Lots of rumors about uh, Mr. Insigne being courted by Saudi Arabian football teams right now as well. Yeah, I mean, can you can you can you imagine him going for the money? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's the only reason why you're going there. <laughs> you mean he would, you know, pull up his roots, he's established here in Toronto so quickly for, for more money than he's making here. I mean, it's all been great here. It's been just nothing but sunshine and ice creams. <laughs> great experience. Man, TFC's in some mess right now. I really feel for Terry Dunfield. LTL. My God. Um, now, we, we, should, we should be hearing soon, too, about the, the future of Richie Larea. Bill Manning was on with uh, Luke Wallman and TSN earlier this week saying there's a 72-hour. Within 72 hours, they should have a good idea about whether he stays or not or goes back to Nottingham Forest. Um, still waiting to hear. Nothing yet. Um, if you're Richie Larea, do you go back and give it another whirl? Or your your beloved here, even though TFC have been this this nightmare this season, people love Richie Larea because because he has been uh, great. Richie's There's been no- one of the best players, probably the best player on Toronto FC's side right now. Even for the national team, he's been brilliant. But for me, I would like to see him really go test himself and try to play in that Premier League if he could. Although you, we'd all miss him here at Toronto FC, but you know, just speaking as an ex-player and. For me, I would love to see Richie go have a good crack at it and see if he can get into that lineup. You got to imagine he's had chats with Nottingham Forest, though, so he'll know whether he's got a chance to be in their plans or not. And my bet is, um, going by what we saw last year, that he's not. 
in their plans unless something really drastically has changed, but I don't think so. But Dubs, if you, if you have to announce to the, the TFC faithful who right now are not happy that the most popular player, arguably, uh, the best player this season, I think, yeah, has now left consistently, mid-season. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't look good, does it? That won't that won't encourage the fan base that things are, are turning the corner. Yeah. No, you're not endearing yourself to to the fan base. Certainly, I think it's more about what's happening in the front office. Like, there's been a fair amount of turnover there, right? And so, with Bill Manning making those decisions, I think they need to do more to to bring in soccer people, soccer minds to to really sort of dictate what's happening on the pitch, right? Um, but for to go back to Richie for a second, I wanted to ask uh, Craig and Jimmy. Um, he's obviously um, been their best player. He's he's a. I love watching Richie Larea play. I, I wish that he played for CF Montreal. Um, and is it it was it difficult to 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 balance or to find that balance between wanting to find success, excelling, being one of the best players, but then making that leap and then you risk sitting on the bench and and not playing. And John is continually talking about, I think, Sharms, you talked about this last pod or your, your intimate dinner date with Jimmy um, <laughs> about, you know, wanting more players in tier one environments. But, you know, it's, it's, it's you're on a knife's edge because you want players at those big name clubs. Um, but at the same time, if they're not getting those valuable minutes, then... Mm-hmm then, you know, the, the player suffers, their form suffers. And as a result, when they return to the national team fold, the overall team and the collective suffers. So how do you sort of toe that line? Well, that's a good question, as well as the mental side of things, because his plan it has to be playing on Richie's mind. He's got this all hanging over his head, and he still manages to put performances in for the national team and for the club team. Um, so his attitude is brilliant, but it must be affecting him somewhat. But you're right. I mean, he has to weigh that up, too. Uh, all these different things, uh, opportunities, like I say, talking to Nottingham Forest, am I got a shot to be in the team or have I not got a shot? And if I'm not, what happens to me? Will I go back out on loan? Do I play in the reserves? Uh, all these different things have to come into play. Um, there's no perfect situation, as you know, Amy, I think. And I think that uh, he just has to weigh up all his chances and his opportunities. And sometimes you have to, to see where the chips fall. And if it's TFC, well, then so be it. Um, but it'll be a difficult decision for him, I think. Don't you think, Jimmy? No, I agree. And I think as a footballer, and you guys know this, you, you always want to feel wanted. And mm-hmm. if you feel wanted, then you, you get that little bit of confidence about you that you want to play, you want to enjoy your mm-hmm. football. But when you don't feel wanted, you start kind of questioning yourself and there's a little bit of self-doubt comes into play. Your confidence goes a little bit. But the good thing he knows and he's got in the back of his mind is that TFC want him. So if he goes to Forest and things aren't working or they tell him, listen, you know, you're going to fight for a spot or you're – you might not play as much than in the back of his mind. Then he's best trying to do a deal there and then and say, okay, well, send me back to Toronto. There's no, no point in me being here if you don't want me. Mm-hmm. And I understand, you know, when the tier, tier one thing too, I mean, if you end up going to those big clubs, you're getting bought, right? You're getting bought and people are paying for you because they see value in you. So when you do go, you're expected to, to play a, a crucial role at least. And it was unfortunate for for, for uh, Richie because he ended up going there. They had Judd Spence that was in front of him. Judd Spence went on fire. and I mean, his valuation went up to 30, 40 million that was sitting in front of Richie. 
if Jed wasn't there, Richie would have been playing probably every week. But then but Spence went to Spurs and he hasn't even hardly played. Yeah. And then they bought a bunch of players on top of Richie there too. Yeah. So he's well down the pecking order. I mean, he's been away from Forrest for a long time too. And when you're out of sight, you're kind of out of mind. No, that's a valid point. The, the whole tier one argument too, I, I understand totally what John means when he says we need more players in tier one football. We, we do. You look at the States right now and how many players are there starting 11 or tier one, right? Pretty yeah. much all of them. Um, at the same time, you've got to be good enough to play tier one as well. And, and you're watching the Gold Cup right now with Canada and you know a lot of young players being blooded. But I don't see very many players good enough at tier one football just yet at this point in, in, in the depth of Canada. Like far from it. Now, we know who's missing from this squad. It's not a full-strength squad, but it's not just a question of going to a Tier 1 league. You've got to be good enough. Mm-hmm. And perhaps yeah. Canada mm-hmm. at this point isn't quite that far along in its development to have enough players in that level. Well, mm-hmm. you look at the, this national team now that's been playing this Gold Cup. I mean, the one bright star is Ahmed. Ahmed's been absolutely brilliant. And he's, kind of, he's really embraced this challenge. He's grabbed it with both hands, so... Maybe that might be your next little superstar that in a year or so will make that jump and head over to Europe and try to get into a big club. But apart from that, I don't think anybody else has really kind of stood out. I mean, there was a lot of speculation about Bombido, but he, had, he didn't have the best of games, has he? So the flashes. Earlier and let's get it right. I mean, the chances of making to the Tier 1 are, are astronomically against the odds. Um, we don't, it's not like the, our association or anything is doing different things to develop players. We just have a, a bunch of stars basically that have aligned in this, what we call a golden generation, certainly in the attacking zone. But I don't think we're going to consistently see, you know, three, four, five players in the top tier. I just don't think that's going to be something we consistently see. Do you think going over as well, like to kind of our point, the argument with Inter Miami and, and it being more about the brand and, and the eyeballs on the team, like you go over, maybe you're not good enough to compete or good enough to crack the roster, but you shed that bias of being a, an MLS player or a North American player and you're seen more as a European player. Do you think there's some credence to that in, to that argument? That if you're just over in, in Europe, even if you're not good enough to be a in, in part of that you know, top five leagues, which uh, Liga fell out of, right? In in the latest kind of look at the top leagues worldwide. Um, but, I, but I think maybe that's, you know, mm-hmm. the subtext of what John's saying is yeah. that there's still, despite the influx of, of these well-known players coming over to, to MLS, there still is that stigma attached. That's not a league that can really compete with the best leagues in the world. Not as many eyeballs mm-hmm. on you, right? For sure. I mean, look at Ozo, for example, who's had a really good career, but a bit of a late bloomer. He's only got his DP status recently, and he's 30. And he thought about going to Europe. He wanted to go to Europe, but there just wasn't the opportunity there because he was past it, essentially, as far as, you know, why would a, a European top-tier team take a chance yeah. on a guy who's 30? Right, and the, and the fact that he's, you know, making good money, decent money, and, mm-hmm. you know, that when you get up to that stage, there's only, you know, the championship in England could afford it, of course, but um, not many clubs and leagues can't afford what he's on. He's over on over a million bucks. So that's not bad. Yeah. But I, th- I think you'll, you're going to see a lot more younger guys in this league move, move into Europe um, because the league has changed so much as well. And some of the, some of the matches that you see in MLS are fantastic. Some great mm-hmm. games of football. And if I look back in, when I went back in 2007, 2008, it, 
the style and standard of playing tactically was terrible. Are you saying you were too good for MLS, Jimmy? No, what I'm saying is that <laughs> what an arrogant prick. No, what, no, what, 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 no, what I mean by it is you had a lot of young Canadian kids and a lot of American kids that were that had to play. And tactically, they just didn't understand the game because probably they, they haven't been taught tactically how to play play football. Whereas in Europe, at a very young age, tactically, they're taught how to play. And I think now with the academies and MLS and the structure, they're learning how to play now tactical football. So their mindset's completely different. So if, if some team in Europe says, right, we need you to come over and we're going to sign you. We're going to play in a 3-5-2 or a 4-4-3, diamond, box, whatever you like. The players understand it now. Whereas back then they didn't. There was no chance. And you guys remember watching some of these MLS games back then. They were just all over the place. It was nobody knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. It's it's completely different now. The cap as well being increased in the amount of money, Jimmy. I think has also brought in you know the opportunity to bring in more quality. Um, not to say that the likes of Danny Dicchio wasn't quality, but if you know what I mean, is like guys would come over for you know eighty grand back then, and guys like Frankie Yellup had young players playing for him that were on twelve thousand dollars going to the you know. Tom Cruise parties. <laughs> well, that's what. It is. Yeah, but it's true. Like, I mean, that's that was that was that was MLS, right? That was, you know, you had guys that were coming back from Europe making decent cash, and then you're you're sitting beside a, a player in a dressing room making eighteen grand. Wait, like, can you go out of back university, to the- and you're like, what, what the fuck? What's going on here? <laughs> you go back to the Tom Frank Cruise party. He, he, well, Frank, Frank had this guy. He, he goes literally. A week before, he goes out to sign a player. I signed him for twelve thousand dollars, and he was he was bagging groceries at Ralph's supermarket like a week before. And next thing you know, he's at he's with Tom Cruise. He's got Tom Cruise and Denzel Washington on his arm, <laughs> and and sitting beside Beckham Stevie, in, in the Stevie locker room, Wonder. making what whatever he was making back in those days, millions and millions of dollars, right? Oh yeah. Man, you must, I mean, listen, a strong room is a strong room. And if you're exactly. a kid coming in there, but there has to be some sort of resentment. When, when does resentment really kick in in the room when, when someone's making so much more money than everyone else? Is, is it when that person's contract is taking away from you? Is that when the resentment begins? For example, <laughs> say you're, you're negotiating your contract. Say, I, I, want X, I want X amount of dollars, but and they're mm. saying, listen, yeah, we, you're, you're probably worth it, but we've got to sign him and he wants a lot more. So he's taking it from your money. That's got to cause. Yeah, we want to give Miss Messi, you know, 50 and a half million as opposed to 50. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So you're, you're out. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> Some kid in league minimum and saying, Leo, couldn't you take 50,000 less? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> league minimum now, what is it, Jimmy? Is 65 or 70,000 or something like that? Nah, I mean, the players in the league now are making good money. Players are making good money. The the lower bottom players, you know, you're you're probably from twenty to twenty three, twenty four. They're not making crazy money, but the, the majority of your players are making decent cash now in MLS. Very good money. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at right now the league minimum right now. I'm just looking at it at the moment. But as far as you, you know, uh, we're talking about league standard. I mean, MLS isn't the strongest league in the region. Forget about the world. So when they try to put MLS somewhere in the league structure, where where in the world structure of football, it's like, well, try to be the best in your region before we talk about being anywhere near the best in the world or talking about leagues like that. 
I think Mexico. they're closer though. They're closer to oh, yeah. Max than oh, they've yeah. ever been. Oh, yeah. for sure. It's coming. It's coming, yeah. but they're not there yet. Yeah. 100% there. I was just going to tack on to your comment about like resentment in a room. Like, I think it, it's less about, and then I didn't live it a tremendous amount, uh, unlikely close to anything Jimmy or, or Craig did, but when somebody's on a big contract and they're not performing, Ella Insigne and Berna, I think there, that has, um, that's a recipe for toxicity for sure. When you're not buying in and you're not giving it all and you're making all yeah. that money. If you're like yeah, Richie Larea playing really well, busting your, Richie busting his butt for every single game, he's making good money, but nothing close to what those guys are making. I must piss you off. Yeah. But you, like Beckham was a prime example, right? Beckham was making a fortune, but I don't think anybody could say anything about David Beckham when he came and the money that he was making because he worked his ass off. Mm-hmm. Every single match he showed up, training, everything. He was, I thought he, he was brilliant for the league, but that's what you're expecting from these DPs that come over and they're making that money. If they put a shift in and work their ass off every single match, then you're looking going, okay, I can see why this guy's getting this money mm-hmm. because they're game changers. They make things happen. They're different from everybody else. But if you come over and got a cigar on and make just picking up a paycheck, then yeah, of course there's going to be some resentment. It's still a league that are bringing over, you know, elderly players, really. I mean, they're not bringing over the Messi in his prime, are they? No. The middle, a, lot, a lot of clubs are all kind of going the South American route, Central American route, finding younger players, DPs, right? It's changing somewhat, but it's still really easy to lean on that veteran big name, isn't it? You still do yeah. see it a fair amount. The average it salary in, the ML, in MLS this year is over $500,000, but that's kind of mm-hmm. all way off because the top guys make so much more. It's not yeah. balanced, right? So it doesn't sound quite as great as it is. Um, I'm trying to find this big minimum. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But, but yeah, I mean, those, those DPs aren't counted against the cap either. There's a percentage that is. Mm-hmm. And the rest over top isn't. What would you guys guess yeah, yeah, for sure. at the league minimum? What would you say it is? 65. I say more than that. I'm going to say 80. Yeah, I'm going to go with dubs on that. What? I'm trying to figure it out. You think it'd be easy to find me to say know. that, but I'm going to go over <laughs> on this. <laughs> what are the TonyBet.ca odds on that? <laughs> Jimmy agreed with dubs. Yeah. Well, speaking of, speaking of big transfers, the Declan Rice deal is massive. Yeah, we actually had a question from one of the uh, the listeners about that. Let me just dig it up here. Feel free to keep talking in the meantime. What, it, was what about was it? His, it was about his worth, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thought, oh, this is from uh, Finton Kieran. Uh, thoughts on the Rice move. Is he really worth the kind of money or is it just the current market? Would he be getting that price if it was a three-leaf plant and not three lions on his chest? Mm. That's quite right. Right. Why, Declan, Declan Rice is Irish, right? But England's yeah. nicked him. Uh, that's quite Craig, amusing. Craig, point, you, you weigh in about the plants, Craig. <laughs> about the what? <laughs> about the plant, the three-leaf three plant. Leaf Leaf, three leaf plant, a clover. Uh, oh, oh, I see. We're talking about clovers. different kind of plant. Doobs. Doobs. <laughs> Doobs. <laughs> Freudian skin. That was good. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's Forrest's name. Dubs yeah, you, get, you don't get a lot from smoking a three leaf, four leaf clover. No. 
just a little bit. Anyone guy once that would sell uh, at, back at university, he would sell the uh, the young idiots that were just uh, moving in. Like he'd get tea, and put it in a baggie, and sell it as weed. And these idiots would buy it thinking it was weed. We've come for full circle. We're talking about tea bagging again. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. All right, Declan Rice. Yeah, I mean, is, is he worth that 105 million pounds for Arsenal? Uh, because partly because he's English. Mm. Or I mean, I think he's a, just a legit. <laughs> Legit world star. Person. Yes. Well, there's a few things to it. I mean, certainly Arteta, his recruiting uh, style, certainly what they've done over the last few years. You look, they went really young. They spent about 140 million, 145 million pounds on six players. They brought in a little bit more experience, and now they're looking for really good mid twenty players. Uh, Declan Rice fits in there, obviously, but you got to remember as well, you're in the Champions League first time since 2015, 16. They'll get thirty million for that if they get out of the group stage. So consider them pretty much good for that. But as a twenty-five man squad, you're allowed to put Champions League twenty-five squad and also the Premier League. Eight of those twenty-five have to be homegrown players. How many homegrown players? And then we talk about homegrown, either club or English, are out there that have that quality? How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You have to have those eight players. So it having the three lines, being English, certainly was a factor. And plus his professionalism, his leadership qualities, all these things are playing into it. But they have overspent for him. But they're hoping, obviously, that it'll turn and translate into trophies. Um, but it's not something Arsenal usually do is to dip in and go so extreme with this. But they've mm-hmm. they've really gone all in with Rice. And, and those, those have, are the reasons why they have. Yeah. Have they overspent, though, truly, given the, the recent trends? I mean, for Arsenal, well, yes, I, mean, I get what you're saying. but and, and their club's history of spending. But if you just we, look look at, the, at the, what's happening in the league and even City pulled out. So then, you know, you can see that Arsenal really were doubling down on on mm-hmm. race, right? You know what, though? I think the prices yeah, and may the have come down a little bit, Craig, don't you think, this year? I mean, you look at a Mason Mount going yeah. to United for 70, 60, 70 million dollars. You look at James Madison yeah. going to Spurs for 40 million. I mean, you, you think yeah. he'd be worth, worth a lot more than that. 
Yeah, yeah. With the market value as it is, and how tough things are money wise in in Europe, uh, it it is is highly over paid for rice as far as the market value goes. But mm-hmm. like I said, they need those homegrown players. They're looking for a player that can be there for years and years, and that what he has and the quality that he has. But my goodness, 105 million pounds. I mean, you want Messi for that? You want Ronaldo for that? You know what I mean? And now you're sort of in this position now where they're the odd club were going crazy, but Grealish was the highest paid ever for an English player. What last two years ago, I suppose, going to City. Yeah. Um, big fees, big fees. Yeah. Yeah, but is there another midfielder? But in, at the in, same in time, West Ham, hundred million. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Who do you who do you go for? <laughs> what Jimmy? I'll go. With <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> Internet. He was doing really good there for a while. In fairness, he's on an island, right? In the west of Canada right now, in fairness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now he's he's in yeah, exactly. So who else are they going to get? What? <laughs> Jimmy, you want to jump in there with your question there? <laughs> no, he's frozen. Yeah, I would, totally love to know, I would love to know what he was talking about. <laughs> no, but look, we, we, he's got two of them now, look. <laughs> What is going on? Ban- you know, there's an option here to ban from the studio. Should, 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 we ban- should, should we ban him from the studio? All right. Oh my God. Greg, don't jump in. Let, let Jimmy answer, ask his question or, or his comment there. You remember what it was, Jimmy? Yeah, but I don't know what he said, so I don't know how to go off of it now. Because I was going <laughs> to... I don't even remember what I said. He, he was saying it's more like Messi or Ronaldo money. Yeah, you know, I tell you what though, it's going to be chump change pretty soon because um, Mbappe's told PSG he's not going to re-sign with them, and PSG have said, "Well, if you don't re-sign with us, we're going to sell you." And Real Madrid's sitting there waiting, and they're about to proffer some obscene amount of money, I think, for Kylian Mbappe. So, 105 of Declan Rice might seem like stuff you find down that the Real Madrid couches cushions pretty soon. Because that could well, be if, Rice, if Rice is worth Rice is worth a hundred million, what's Mbappe worth? Yeah, bajillion. Well, I think I saw I saw something the other day on the on the internet, and <laughs> really, Jimmy, and <laughs> they they were saying that Liverpool were going to be coming close to two hundred million. There's Mbappe. no chance. There's absolutely no chance. I saw that as well. Did you see that? Yeah, I I did see it. Yep. Yeah. Probably on the mirror.com or something. Daily Mail. I don't know. It's not happening. They can't afford Mbappe. And plus, is Mbappe going to go to a team that's not playing Champions League football this year? He said he was a Liverpool fan, didn't he? Are they all? No. <laughs> was it, wasn't it Robbie King, who, who we love on this podcast? Jimmy, you know Robbie very well. But didn't yeah. he, like, every every time he signed with a new club, he goes, it's been my boyhood, boyhood dream to play for this club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, listen, would I like Mbappe at Liverpool? Yeah, it'd be all right. I'll take that. But uh, I just, honestly, I, I can't imagine a more unlikely signing this year than that. They can't afford that. This is John Henry. He's running a business. It's not his little passion project. No. And they, remember, they turned down, they said they couldn't pay for Bellingham, was it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, okay, another one where we, we, we're delving into the sack right now. Wong is male sack. Getting deep in um, there. Phil, Phil asks, uh, our thoughts on the new offside rule, which being, is being uh, very much considered. 
and thoughts on Hannah Dingley appointments. Um, and also boxes of briefs. All right, let's start with boxes of briefs. <laughs> no one's wearing briefs nowadays, are they? What, just yeah. A, yeah. every day? What are we talking about? <laughs> During I'm a sorry, game. How, how many underwear options do you have? Start with every day. G-string, boxers, briefs. <laughs> In order? Or all three? <laughs> well, that's what I prefer. <laughs> You're wearing them layered. <laughs> yeah. I usually start you... my day in a G-string. Oh. Uh, that's nice. Good for you. I don't even own a pair of boxers. Do you not? Really? I don't wear underwear. You're not a wife friend guy. Oh, that's right. You don't wear your undies. Yes. Right. We forgot about that. F- file gym. that under the least surprising thing we've ever heard on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck, like, oh, yeah. really, Jimmy? Oh, no. Really? Shocking. Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That so was this, minus five hundred. He always tells <laughs> me out of that conversation. He's got pee stains on the front of his jeans all the time. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, they got to be yeah, launder those bad boys frequently. Um, all right, let's, let's get the, the boxes are brief, so g-strings coming. Um, Hannah Dingley, I mentioned that uh, with our chat with uh, Steph Labay, which you can find on on the network. By the way, uh, fantastic chat yesterday. Um, Hannah Dingley, Dubs. As you're our uh, uh, expert on women, because you're a woman. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was Jimmy, wasn't it? <laughs> Yo, sorry. After Jimmy. I thought you would have yeah. came to me first, Charms, with that, but whatever. Piss <laughs> well, off. We'll, we'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> Hannah Dingley has been appointed as, uh, I think, as interim head coach of, oh, what was it? Uh, Forest yeah, Green care- Rovers. Yeah. Or like caretaker manager. Yeah, caretaker is, manager. I mean, she's done great work for their academy. So I think she's she's there on on merit, and then then if they're they're really because they've been a progressive club with all of their initiatives to be to be green and serving the vegan food. We've talked about that, right? Um, yeah. But then after she gets kind of this this pass, as it were, is is she a veritable contender to be the the manager that's appointed when they'll have other interviews where other people are considered? And I saw a really interesting thing on Twitter, not Threads. Um, with uh, Emma Hayes and she was asked the same question and she said you know she um, sung her praises Dingley's and then she said you know at the end of the day it's it's not a gendered conversation she is a, a manager she has her coaching badges and she's coaching people it's not a woman coaching men you know it's it's a, a person coaching mm-hmm. other people and she has yeah. um, the understanding of the game and um I, I think though you, you still have to be having these conversations because it's it's a first. But then it's, you know, do the other dominoes fall now? Is this sort of um, you know, you're not shattering the glass ceiling, but maybe it's cracked a wee bit and then you kind of keep at it. And then it's just no longer a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like uh like John Herman, isn't it, Amy? When you look at, you know, people thinking, can he make the jump from the women's game? And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It wasn't about that. As a coach, he's incredibly knowledgeable. He knows how to coach, but what he does and what is probably his expertise is, is managing people. That's it. It doesn't matter whether they're women, women or men. Like it didn't, doesn't matter. That's why I was always confident with John Herman because it really wasn't down to that. It's just about how he works as a professional and with people uh, that was never a concern, but it certainly was a concern for many people, right? Yeah, and, you, and you, you you never see the flip side of it, right? Because it's just that women have not had those opportunities. And and I tweeted it just, just before we came on here 
Um, and it was, I think, a French sponsor who's associated with the national teams. I think they deal in data or analytics or, or something. I don't even know. <laughs> I should probably delve a little bit deeper. But they ran a great campaign where they showcased, it was maybe five or six highlight real goals. And, what, and then they, they let it play, and it looked like the, the men's French national team. The, then in like the, the second half of the video, they showed mm-hmm. how they went on and, and with, you know, with, with uh, technology, they were able to change like Eugenie Le Samer to Griezmann. And they changed, uh, you know, somebody else. It was Mbappe. It was actually the, you know, um, an, another French player or it was Wendy Renard or, you know, and so there's this, still this inherent bias that, that exists that, that people think women's football is lesser than. Um, and, and I think it, it deserves to be in the same conversation. It's, it's the same game. I think you do the women's game a disservice if you lump it all together and you're comparing like for like, um, you know, the way that it's always boiled down to, oh, the, I think the, the Netherlands were recently in, in a preparatory game and they played like a U15 boys team. Um, and, and people, and, and they won, they happened to win, but I mean, there's a, there's a game that the U S women lost to like maybe the U 17 team years ago and they lost like eight to one. And it's something idiots always reference to say like, well, women aren't or don't deserve to be in the same conversation because physically you just can't hang. But, but it's just, it's, it's time to put an end to that debate. Football is football. You, uh, that video dubs, you should post that on Twitter. Can you uh, under footy prime or under yours? Yeah, I did. Footy I tagged footy prime. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause it's great. It's, it's an amazing video, but Very you know, cool. you, everything you say makes complete sense. But w- when John Herman leaves Canada, they're not going to hire Beth Priestman. They're just not, right? Even though she's a gold medal winner. She's taking a team under really tough, tough environment off the pitch to a World Cup. And who knows what happens there, right? But she won't be considered. And why? Why? Why would she be considered? Maybe, maybe she would be. Yeah, but yeah, she's but, not going to well, be. I, I doubt. Don't you? Come on. Why think? would she want to go from a gold medal winning team, a team that's historically made the World Cup, that's been successful to a team that took them 36 years to qualify for the next World Cup? Money? I'm joking. Or, I'm yeah. joking. <laughs> but I thought you say, yep. I'm, I'm just being a dick with a counter argument, but it's yeah. not necessarily a, a step up. Perhaps it isn't in recognition, but maybe it's not the challenge that, that Bev's seeking, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that. I mean, and I'm not blaming the Canada soccer for this. This isn't me hammering them. It's just the reality. It's so rare that, well, it's so rare because we're talking about the, the, this, this woman who's been hired as a caretaker manager in a lower league team in England as being this, this, uh, you know, this visionary, this, this president setter, but you're right. It shouldn't make a difference, but you know, like I said, keep hammering away at that, that glass ceiling. Um, the offside rule, the new offside rule, that's uh, it seems close to being put into place. If not already, it's basically, it's taking away limbs, isn't it? Isn't that essentially the issue here and dealing with the actual, mm-hmm. the, the body, the main carcass, I think the parts of your body that can actually score goals, right? Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Is it? I should, probably mm-hmm. should have read the rule before talking about the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the actual topic. And that makes so sense. So arms don't count. Arms don't count. Correct. What about armpits? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, count. It would count, would it? That'd okay. be a handball. Under here? Under yeah. the armpit? Well, if your arm's up like that and it hits there, that would be called a handball. I would isn't it? Isn't it from the, sleeve, from the sleeve? Isn't it from the sleeve down? Depends mm. how you're wearing your sleeves. Sleeve down, isn't it? Look at those pipes. 
<laughs> hey, do you work out? <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I, I like the rule from, from, from what I know of the rule, which is like literally about the last 46 seconds. Um, do you like it? I, I like it. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I like the, they've got to give a little bit more advantage to the attacking side, I think. So I think that's a good move. I, I like the daylight between the attacker and the defender. If there wasn't any daylight in between the two, they should be on side level should be. Yeah. I like fine. daylight. Yeah. But this is a step. This is, I like this. It Get rid of the limbs that don't count as goal scoring parts of your body. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause what if you have really big arms? Like dubs. <laughs> <laughs> and you're playing again. Or and, you're playing again. and then another guy's got alligator arms. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fair, is it? It's like it's like you, Jimmy, when it's time to pick up the check. Yeah. I get like, oh, I can't find my wallet. Yeah, tambourine <laughs> pant. Short arms, long pockets. Yeah. Long uh, pockets. We're back to Longer's long mail pocket. sack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um all right, uh, Funny Canucks asking us, Canadians, what do most Canadians misunderstand about soccer? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, there's nothing the, the average Canadian soccer fan is, is pretty tuned in. Mm -hmm. um, come a long way, that's damn sure. Last, even last, you know, since TFC started, from my conversations, and me doing this job, it's come a long way. Would it still be a bit of naivety about the quality of the game over here compared to Europe, for example? I think the biggest thing for me is that I don't think people quite understand the the enormity of the game, the size of it. It's a little bit like the stars and the trillions of galaxies. People just can't comprehend it. Football is like that. It is so freaking large. I mean, we buddy from uh, TSN, Kevin Pratt, down in Argentina, went to River Plate game. I mean, this is a league that not a single Argentinian national team player plays in Argentina. They're all going to Europe and they don't last very long if you're any good in Argentina. Yet they're fanatical, absolutely fanatical. And he said it was just a different level of what it means to people. And I think that people don't understand that here, what it actually truly means to people's lives. Yeah. you got to remember too, I think with over in the rest of the world, everybody works all week for that football match on a Saturday. That's their release. That's where they go to the match and just all the emotions, everything comes out and gets left in that stadium, supporting their team. And it's a way of life. And it, here it's not a way of life. Yeah, we support the team and, you know, we go there and they cheer and they chant, but they, they don't understand the passion that, and what it means. And, and you're talking centuries, like a family's have been supporting from their grandkids all the way up, you know, just, just a way of life, the support and, we're slowly getting that here. Like with Toronto FC now, we're, we're coming into the next generations of kids. You know, those young guys that were 25, 30 that were going to Toronto FC supporting when it first started. Now they're having kids and their kids are coming to the game now. And it's going to take a little bit of time, but mm -hmm. you're starting to see that next generation of, of young football fans. And the same with Montreal and Vancouver. And it takes time to grow. Yeah. There's some great questions uh, from uh, inside Wonga's mail sack today. We'll get to some more of them next week. We're running out of time, so it's probably time to get to uh, our favorite segment. You know what it is, right? It's uh, it's Footy Picks. Are you ready? Yes, sir. DJ Mello D. It's Footy Picks. It's Footy Picks. It's Footy Picks.
game. All right, let's peruse Tony Betts dossier. What's happening this weekend? We've got Gold Cup. Gold Cup, we've got Canadian Premier League, MLS, of course. Uh, we'll get very quickly, Dubs, MLS. Big week yep. for uh, your, your Montreal. Big trade. Love my gam deals. And that's a biggie. Mm-hmm. I, too, love my gam deals. I can't claim to understand them fully. Gam, Tam, and all of this gobbledygook. But Olivier <laughs> Renard always works the magic when it comes to that. So I think it's a record gam deal, is it not? Uh, it is a record gam yeah. deal. Yeah. LAFC um, received 1.75 million gam. Yeah, quadro opoku for those that, that are asking what the hell we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. A pressing forward will fit very well into that into that setup. But yeah. yeah, I mean it's a it's a huge deal. I mean, all the money they've they've claimed Montreal from losing some big players the last year or so. Yeah. They're actually investing it pretty well, it seems. It's great. I was I was surprised that as soon as that window opened, then boom, there's there's that deal. So as you said, I think stylistically it makes sense for Montreal. You have kind of mm-hmm. uh you know, a guy who was in that three-pronged attack for LAFC with Vela and uh, and Buanga, right? So, I mean, he's aggressive. He takes players on. He gives them a profile they didn't really have. I think you have, like, a, a big man, a big body in Chino of four um, who's done really well, um, but he just doesn't have that, that technical refinement, doesn't have that clinical finishing. So here you have a young man who's going to con- continue to make strides in a poku, um, but I think right away give you proven goal scoring. So I mean, Kyoto's been out for ages. I just mentioned a four, and they're tied with the team lead team lead at three goals apiece. Mm-hmm. So it's just you, you you need more of that reliable goal scoring, and I and I think maybe this is the answer for them. Is that a, is this player available this weekend? Um, Lasada was asked that he wasn't sure, but uh, right. but that would be great because they've got Atlanta. Um, coming yeah. in and, and they're trying to sort of outscore their problems. I think not great in, in the, in the midfield and they're who's the big Greek man for them. Jack Macus. I think he's out with a hammy injury. Um, but Jack Amacus, is, 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 isn't he Irish? Jack. Amacus? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think the bread be whatever you want. Him. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> 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 yeah, but that's going to be they they hope to return to their great home form. You can get plus 124 on Tony Betts for Montreal, so slight favorites at home against Atlanta because Montreal, right? They, they never lose at home, right? Dubs, that's what I was told last week, and I put money on them. And guess what? Except for last what? weekend, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I couldn't believe it, I thought it was like money in the bank. Yeah, yeah, god damn it, shitty Thanks. slick pitch, but. I don't know. Maybe that helped Montreal a bit. Oh, so, yeah, clearly it's the, it's the pitcher's fault. <laughs> yeah, the pitch. <laughs> um, it usually is. Um, okay, what do you guys have for a bet here? Anywhere. What are you thinking? We're going CPL, we're going Gold Cup, we're going MLS. What are you thinking? Can I Dubs, lead? Oh, yes, you I can like lead. Yeah. Forrest, you want to get in there? Well, I'm going to go uh, Gold Cup. Uh, Canada's playing in the U.S., of course, and I like the uh, over three to one for three and a half goals or more. I like that. Or just about even money for both teams to score. I think that's a good bet too. So hmm. if it's over three and a half. Result. Right. So over, th- yeah, exactly. Over three and a half. Um, who's scoring those goals then, Craig? Well, 
<laughs> I'm just saying there's going to be lots of chances. And I think the U.S. are going to create lots of chances. And I don't think Canada is going to keep a clean sheet. But I think Canada is capable of scoring a goal for sure. No, for sure. Uh, the state's at minus 156 for the win. Canada at plus 370, so some good value there. I, I thought the states would be a bigger f- favorite, to be honest with you, than minus 156. Yeah, same. What if you look at specific goal mm-hmm. scorers, Charms, in that game? So I think the U.S. <laughs> but, uh, but Mihailovic, so I have a link because he was a great player for CF Montreal, or Ferreira, mm-hmm. I think, if we, if we went well, with them. Ferreira's got what is it? Two back-to-back uh, hat tricks, right? Mm-hmm. He's been playing pretty well, pretty well. <sighs> All right, Dubs, what do you have for my bet? Yeah, so I always think betting. I don't know a whole heck of a lot, but always bet on James Merriman is always a safe bet to make. <laughs> Who, by the way, I understand, I understand, followed you this week. He did. So he he <laughs> followed he followed me because somebody on Instagram because he just re-upped on his deal. With Pacific, he signed a three-year deal. So on Instagram, nice. somebody said an Amy Walsh approved deal. So I'm sure James yeah. Merriman has no idea that I think he's delightfully handsome. He does. <laughs> and that, and that, he does. And, oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he knows. He knows. See, I thought you were going to say he just signed a three-year deal. He's just bought a new house up in Bear Mountain. Just got oh, a new car as well. And oh, <laughs> yeah, there's, no. there's a great bush outside his bedroom window. A great yeah, lurking bush. About my bush, the left of the bush. You can see into the front window. <laughs> Don't talk about Amy's bush. Seriously. <laughs> Leave her bush out of it. <laughs> I'm walking away from this one. All right, you got some odds, though, aside from I do. Uh, where James Merriman might be living. That's right. So handsome, but obviously, you know, tre- <laughs> tremendous coach. Tremendous. But, yes. Pacific to score in both halves. So I All right. Pacific to win, but then mm-hmm. also to score in both halves. And then when I was on TonyBet.ca, that gave me 2.55, and I don't know what that means. Is that like plus 255? Yeah, it's two and a quarter to one. Yeah, yes. it's good. Yeah, yeah so I thought that you're was getting good. It, Dubs. You're getting yeah. it. Absolutely. Good. All, All right. right. That. Some CPL action. Absolutely. Uh, Jimmy, what do you have? I'm going to say uh, furiously, furiously logs on the TonyBet.ca and yeah. <laughs> Even though I freaking advocates. asked you this morning at 7 a.m., please everyone have a bet ready, except for Jimmy. Yeah, I've got one. I've got one. I think there will be three goals scored in the Toronto St. Louis game. And what are, the, what are those? Can I do that? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, so that's over two and a half. So yours. What are, the, so what are the numbers in that? so long to work out? Like, I mean, what kind of calculations do you have to make to, to make that bet? Uh, you just saw it. it literally <laughs> took me six seconds. <laughs> so, so, sorry, Jimmy, what were the, the, uh, the odds for that? <laughs> oh. oh, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> I'll find out for you right now. How about that? All right. So it was a TFC, right? And what was it? Th- um, three or more? Oh, oh, two so over two and a half. More. Over two and a half, right? Yeah. Like total goals. Yeah, he said total goals. Three total goals. Yes, yeah, it's, it's three like, total it's minus, goals. It's minus one thirty-eight. There isn't. You can do it. But like, <laughs> your bet sucks. That's I know a lot about betting, but your it your bet sucks. blows. O- over three is plus one twenty-one. Over three is what? Yeah, plus, that's what I meant. Plus, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, over yeah. over three. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Over yeah. three. Over yeah. Three. So. Okay. They you got nothing on the CPL for us, as you're an expert. Uh, what would you like? 
Uh, we got Vancouver about, and Halifax. Vancouver and Halifax tomorrow in draw. Vancouver. It's got draw written all over it. Yeah. Pacific and Calvary at Pacific. Uh, I agree with Dubs. I think there'll be a few goals in that match. I can see Pacific just nicking that match. And then you've got York and Forge. Forge is uh, on a slide. Yeah, but I fancy them to get something out of it. It's always a good match when these two play each other. Tommy's not a uh, bad-looking man either. It could be the it's the battle of the handsome coaches. Great hair, just great hair. <laughs> Both of them, great hair, great hair. I love. Why do yeah. I care about hair so much? I wonder. Well, maybe and we'll then we got Ottawa, <laughs> Ottawa and Valor. Ottawa and Valor, classic mm. Mm-hmm. at Ottawa. Yeah. Vancouver Halifax is plus 300 for the draw in that one. So I like that as well. Good. And where is Halifax at home? Because they're, they're on a run of three unbeaten at home. No, they're away. They're away. Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Hey, Dubs. Halifax in good form. Dubs, what was that experience like out there in Halifax at the game? It was great. Was it? I loved it. Yeah. We were, everyone was a little bit wary of, of the weather and how it was going to turn. Um, it, I just mean in, in my clan because we'd, we'd had such a poor week weather-wise. But um, what a great stadium. What a great atmosphere. And a great game, too. So they Halifax, do. Nips, got a good um, thing going on, Forge at they? the end. Yeah, they, they really do. We had a question, yeah. actually, in, mails, yeah. in the mail sec about, about Halifax, but we'll get to that maybe next week. We're running out of time here. It's a great location, too, Laura. Looks amazing on TV. Yeah. Yep, and everything's really easy right to get downtown. to. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And everyone's, that, everyone's walking there and parking and super. Yeah. That's key, isn't it? I mean, it has to be a really easy location. It has to have everything around, some bars, pubs, whatever, restaurants. And if you can get that right, uh, smaller markets uh, can do well in this league. But you got to get it right. It can't be you know, sort of short-term fix, I think. They- that's what a Project 8 have to get right as well. Yeah. Build that. Build that. Make it an event you know, around the match itself. And I'm sure they've got the right people involved there. As we heard from uh, Steph Labay, by the way, I mentioned it already, but if you haven't heard that podcast, we just taped it yesterday. Give it a whirl. It's great. Some great insight there. Um, back to CPL. All those games, of course, you can catch on Fubo TV, as well as the Gold Cup quarterfinals on Sunday, Canada against the States. So it should be a good one. All right. Um, I think that's about it, everyone. That was a fun show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as mentioned, Wonger is back on Monday. That The people need their Wonger. They need more Wong. So he'll return on Monday and we'll uh, get back to it. Jump back on that horse, so to speak. Uh, so enjoy the games as we can. Get your money down on TonyBet.ca. Watch the games on Fubo TV. FuboTV.com slash Prime. Subscribe and save. I think you can still save. I'm not entirely sure, but you can definitely subscribe. Until then, cheers for listening. Keep buying these things. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Nice work. You miss Wonger. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 